0: It's the Awake Space Astrology Podcast, and I'm Lori Rivers with you here to help you with some inspiration to get those aspirations out into the world. I hope you had a good long weekend, and if you didn't and you have to work today, let me be your co-pilot. And if you're hanging around at home and you're just kind of getting yourself prepared for the week, which is what I would suggest, let me assure you that Jupiter stationing retrograde today is not going to be bad luck. We're going to talk about that and celebrate Venus and Leo moving direct, tell you what you can expect a little bit of from that. In general, most of the astrology moving through the next week or so actually isn't too bad there there's some stuff and most of that stuff is going to be today monday because anytime a planet stations it tends to be a little bit interesting whether it's moving in a direct or a retrograde motion anytime a planet or luminary changes signs, it tends to be a little interesting And uh, that means our lunations. And those are going to be a little intense on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. And then things even out just a little bit. And when I say even out, it doesn't mean there won't be stuff going on in the world. I'm just saying the level of intensity that we are used to decreases a little bit. And as patrons know, I do a crunch report every couple of days, you know, once in a while I miss one, but in general, I get them out for when the moon changes signs and that's every two and a half days. And the crunch has been pretty high as most of the year, most of the year. Somebody said, when is it going to go below 50? And I said, well, there's one or two spots in, in 2024. And there's a couple of spots in 2023 in general, though, it's an average weighing in some, you know, intense moments over a series of days. And in general, we're a little bit lower after Tuesday, after Tuesday, there's, there's some stuff on Wednesday. But it's not as bad as it could be. And part of that is because Mars isn't making any crunchy, crunchy aspects until October. That's part of it. That's part of it. It's not the whole story, but it's part of it. We also have Uh, a little bit of a window (laughs) a little bit of a window until the equinox and that's that's why in the horoscopes for those of you listening who get those in your planner i give you how to prep for the weather coming because around the equinox which is september 23rd this year We tend to see strange weather brew anyway. In fact, my grandfather was a lover of the sea, and he he was very avid in his fishing. He was a commercial fisherman in the summer. It was kind of his retirement gig. In fact, his boat was named the Medicare, too. And um, he would always tell me when I was I was a little girl, like seven or eight, he'd say, beware the equinox don't take your boat out and be like, all right, I won't, Grandpa. Um, (laughs) I love how he figured I would be the fisherman in the family because I was the only one who was good at it as a kid. (laughs) He was so egalitarian, my Aquarius grandfather. But um, anyway, beware the equinox because it's going to start brewing some very strange weather. We might have weather before that. But the weather really starts building uh, around the equinox and then through October because we have an eclipse in October, not to freak you out or anything, we do. And I'll talk about that before we get to it, but not in this episode. In this episode, we're going to talk about how to make the most out of the Jupiter retrograde. Then we're going to talk about how it's just not going to be fun for Donald Trump in 2024. I'll do part of that here and part of that in a patron-only episode because I have a rule. If I'm going to get trolled, I'm going to get paid. So for the really juicy political stuff, I put that in Patreon, and uh, so none of these things will be a surprise. I, I don't know about you, but I'm getting really tired of people like being like, oh, we knew he'd get his all along, and I'm like, oh, I have comments in videos from 2022, before the January 6th hearings, of people begging me to find out if he was going to face consequences. No, people didn't, no. You know. they didn't. Ah, amnesia, historical amnesia. Isn't that funny how that goes? I have receipts, as you know well. So that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about making some good financial use of Jupiter retrograde. Talk a little bit about the economy moving into 2024 and how you can prep as best you can for it. And I can guarantee you not not having a latte now and then is probably not gonna not gonna help you as much as some of those financial experts want you to believe um yeah, and then we'll do our patron shout outs we'll do some astrology q and a and i i've got I've got a little something special for a little one named Charlotte because she likes to listen to Auntie Lori. Uh, she is the daughter of one of our patrons and community members, Alicia. And uh, so I thought I thought I'd give Charlotte a little a little shout out here on the podcast. since She tends to take mom's phone to listen to my videos from from TikTok. And, uh, I promise. I promise. Once I get closer into my executive producer who can make me look good. We'll do some kid and astrology videos and some storytelling because that's super fun. I And if you have a little who listens, and let me know because we'll start doing some astrology for kids. Here, all right. Let's talk about Jupiter retrograde and what you can do with that energy. By the time you guys listen to this podcast, Jupiter is retrograde and there's going to be a whole lot of people talking about Jupiter being retrograde. Now you're losing your luck, especially if you have Taurus placements. No, let me say it again. No, that is really not good Astrology. And again, retrograde does not mean bad. it is a change of direction. But there's some real opportunity to be had with Jupiter retrograde and it isn't necessarily bad. Now, it will be interesting, especially Tuesday, because we'll probably wake up to some very interesting financial news that probably involves an oops, we missed something. Because Jupiter and Venus are still in a square. Venus is now direct. Jupiter is now retrograde. And eh, we're going to find out that there has not been a complete and total telling of the truth financially. Possibly by a bank. Possibly by an educational institution. Or uh, maybe an NGO. A non-governmental organization government agency or, or something, something. We're going to find out there were some fibs uh, um, when it comes to some financial stuff. We might uh, hear about, oh, things don't look like it's going to be as bad a recession because the job numbers have stabilized, which means, <laughs> which actually means uh, there's less people getting employed. Because <laughs> remember, according to the great economists... they want to stop people being able to purchase stuff and they want to see employment numbers you know change so that they see more unemployed people because their idea of stabilizing economy is taking out the little guy I laugh not because I think it's funny but because I see it as so ridiculously short sighted and, and sociopathic you know Uh, Because that's who's making the decisions. Good old sociopaths. Um, God, seriously, that they think that's how you run a civilization is just absolutely mind-boggling, you know, that it would somehow be radical (laughs) to think that people deserve food to eat, a roof over their head, and a baseline of economic security. Uh, that that would be radical. That's just it's crazy sus. But anyway, with this Jupiter retrograde, we're probably going to have some weird news. But on a personal level, you can actually take advantage of this does not mean you're out of luck, especially if you have Taurus placements. Um, It may have been exaggerating some of the stress in your life. You might have felt like you were an ant and Jupiter was the magnifying glass and you were getting singed. Uh, So this should take some more pressure off you with Uranus retrograde and Jupiter retrograde and Taurus, if you're Taurus rising, Taurus sun, Taurus Mercury, Taurus Venus, Taurus Mars, especially... Uh, You should be feeling a little less stressed out. It is a good time to kind of pick back over things you thought you missed out on. Okay. Now, I sent out the monthly planner to everybody who gets horoscopes and up as patrons and at the end of every section you get a section a week okay so you get the main monthly planner with the calendar and the astrology and this one has a little remember to-do list when it comes to mercury retrograde and i give you the new moon affirmations and we got a new moon coming up on the 15th of september or 14th of september sorry 15th is mercury direct we're almost there. i <laughs> you glad Mercury Retrograde doesn't last very long. I've honestly been enjoying it. I'm getting so much stuff done. Uh, but at the end of every planner, I write a little inspirational piece. And in this one I wrote, there is always another ship at the dock. Because so often we feel like our ship has sailed if you're, you know, you, you get to 25 and you're like, oh my God, I didn't write the great American novel. I didn't, I didn't make it in Hollywood. I didn't get my dream job. I'm still scrambling and doing three different jobs at the same time. I'm somehow past it. And then you realize that's a silly thought and you work real hard and you get to 30 and you're like, I didn't do all these things. I don't have a family or I have a family and I quit my job and where'd my career go? And you, you have the existential crisis of turning 30. And the older people in your life, if if you've got good ones around, you're like, hey, it's just begun. You know, you get to 35 and you're like, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. (laughs) Um, You know, you think your ship has sailed. I remember when I was in my late, 40s and I was helping my daughter move to LA and she was like mom you need to do these things you need to get out there you need to socialize you need to network and I was like sweetie I'm past my sell by date can you imagine feeling that way maybe you do I'm past my sell by date because I was looking around me at the youth and the creativity and what I wasn't accounting for was my experience and my talent. And I think we can all get worn down like that when we're looking at social expectations and you're like, Lori, geez, I thought you would have known better. I did know better. I did know better. I'd, I'd studied a lot of things, but it doesn't mean that you don't get worn down sometimes. We're human. We're human. All of us. Me too. And sometimes we get tired, sometimes we're worn down, and sometimes we get discouraged. And I was listening to an Abraham Hicks recording, and they were talking about, you think your ship is sailed, there's always another ship coming to the dock. And I was like, ah, there's always another ship coming to the dock, and I thought about, When i lived in washington state washington state has this ferry system and when you're a tourist it's super fun to go take the ferries right when i was a kid and we'd go visit my my uncle who lived in washington it was always a treat to go on the super ferry but once i moved to washington the novelty (laughs) wore off pretty fast because if you were a second on time, you miss the damn ferry. And it was a huge inconvenience. But unless you were there at the very end of the line, meaning that you had to wait till the next day. And even then, there was still another boat at the dock. And so I wrote this little blurb. And again, I do these every week. But... I wrote this. It's easy to think that we've missed our chance to do something or reach a goal or meet our ambitions. Sometimes we fall prey to the news about the economy or we listen to the people who don't have the same vision as we do. Or maybe we decide to be realistic and just walk by something that to others sounds too good to be true. In hindsight, we'll see that missed shot. But contrary to what Eminem said, you get more than one shot in life. In a lifetime. If you've ever taken a ferry, then you know the frustration of showing up at the dock just as the ferry loads the last car. If you haven't, trust me, it's frustrating. And yes, waiting for the next one is annoying, sometimes boring and it's easy to be upset with yourself or whoever you feel made you late. But the reality is there's always another one on the schedule and you will get on in turn and you will reach your destination. Just because one ship sails doesn't mean that's the end of the road. This week, a ship comes back to the dock and I suggest you take the opportunity. There's a caveat to what I wrote there. And the only time you don't get the next boat is if you decide to get out of the ferry line and do something else and say, well, nuts, I'm not even going to go to where I was going anyway. I'm just not even going to try. And sometimes that's appropriate. Sometimes we're like, you know what? I was wanting it because other people wanted me to want it. I just don't want that anymore. Or I wanted it at one time, and now it just doesn't seem relevant anymore. And sometimes you're not talking yourself out of it. Maybe your goals have changed. Maybe you do want other things. That's different. But when you just decide that you're going to let anxiety win out, or you decide that you're going to let your your overthinking win out, or if you're going to let your self doubt win out, or if you're going to let your your listening to cousin Bob or Kyle or Karen or Shannon or whoever it is that's nattering in your ear, um, or your coworkers, or that negative boss that micromanages you, you know. Sometimes we let the noise get us. Yeah. When I felt worn out, I had no real support in my environment. I had people who wanted me to settle for mediocrity because that's that was their comfort zone. And they didn't like that I was ambitious. They thought it was crazy. They thought I was crazy. And if they knew what I was doing today, they probably don't think I'm doing very well. They probably think I'm just, you know, just making content on the Tiki tacky. you know, they didn't believe in me. And I tried not to need that. I tried not to need them to believe in me. I tried to keep my focus on myself. And after a while, it worked in the beginning it was bumpy and I believed enough in me to help push my daughter towards her dreams and support her in her dreams and listen to her push me towards mine that she knew in the heart of me was there she always believed in me it was a lot to live up to we have kind of leapfrogged in belief with each other. It's a beautiful thing. And sometimes it didn't feel like enough because it was a lone voice amongst a chorus of people saying, hey, stay down here in the mud with us. I ain't done yet and neither should you be. We don't always notice when we miss an opportunity you might have been sick or you might have been tired or you might have been busy or you might have had a family emergency and you couldn't pick this thing up that you wanted and it would have been within this last year it would have been during the time that Jupiter was direct, this isn't an old desire that you're picking up. This isn't something from when you were a kid. This was something from this year that you might have had to say no to. It might have been a job, it might have been a business opportunity. it might have been a vacation. it might have been you know getting into the right doctor it it whatever whatever it depends on you don't don't second-guess yourself when you go back and you look over and maybe you could reach out to a contact again or go through your emails and see what you missed communication-wise. If you're like me, I have a busy inbox and on my list of to-do's is to get a personal assistant to manage those things for me. No, don't apply. My daughter and I are going to handle that at the end of the year. We have plans. We do. You get more than one shot in a lifetime. I promise you, there's been plenty of people who started getting it together later, getting it together for their ambitions. I don't regret the time. I had to struggle to find my feet. I don't regret the hiatus I had from ambition that I took to raise my kids. They were always my joy. It wasn't the raising of them. And it always bothered me that people thought it was the kids that were the problem. What the problem was, was a lack of social support. Kids were my joy still are. And a lot of people had a problem with that. Like, and I, I don't understand that. I chose to have my children. I like who they are as the people I always have. They're pretty cool. They were cool then too. Even when they were snarky and even when they were poop heads. They were my joy. So you've, you've had opportunities that you may have missed You might have missed a detail or two or you might have been really busy or you might have been dealing with stuff. There might have been weather that got in the way. There could have been a lot of things. Could it be something fun? It doesn't even mean it has to be financial. So there's that. Jupiter stays retrograde for a couple of months. It's like four months. And it gives us the opportunity to go back over old ground. You know, go glean the field, so to speak. Go look for lost treasure, missed opportunities. Also a time to kind of go back over where we're leaving money on the table, especially since Jupiter is in Taurus. So I know, I know, I know you're going to hear so much about cutting out the lattes, especially in pumpkin spice season really but cutting out the lattes cutting out the luxuries you don't need this, you don't need that stop your avocado toast blah 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 blah. tighten your belt (sighs) like i said in the introduction sometimes when you (laughs) you get to a certain point if you tighten your belt you're gonna get cut in half right there's nowhere to tighten And I think a lot of people are in that position. So, and I've been there. I mean, that's what started me being entrepreneurial. Not because I was going to like it. I had a lot of beliefs I had to like retool and (laughs) refashion around business. Because like a lot of people, business was a dirty word to me now that I've reshaped it and owned it and realized you know, my idea of business was one way business gets done, but I like the way I do business. Um, and I, when I realized it, it could be something that was fun and not just this weird kind of hustle or doggy dog competition, then once I had that figured out, life was great took me a while that did not come naturally <laughs> that took a lot of work i think that took me about 10 years to kind of get over um so but i i know how to help people with that i i was stubborn the first five years the second five years i i plowed through it and you're like boy that's a long time Lori. And I'm like you know what what are you gonna do you're born and you die you live in between why wouldn't you explore and learn and do trial and error? And, you know, I chose the time my kids were being raised because that was the best opportunity. I wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> so I might as well use that time to learn and grow as a person. Yeah. And yes, it took time because I was doing a whole lot of other things. But you know it if you're homeschooling and raising kids and being involved in the community you know it's it's a lot it's a lot especially when people think you don't really do anything all day <laughs> it's like oh yeah i do nothing oh god anyway oh the good old days they do not exist life is good now though So if you want to not have to cut yourself in half, you got to look at where you are leaving money on the table. And there's a lot of things you do that can be monetized. You can go through your closet. Um, You could, you could sell some clothes. If your clothes were, um, you could do garage sailing and flip stuff in a marketplace or eBay. You could sell what you know. I started out in business like everybody. I started selling things I made. And after a while, I realized if I was going to do well at it financially, I had to either create a production model or sacrifice my originality. I didn't want to do that. And so I... I started looking into information and teaching, and that suited me much better. Because funny enough, I have Sagittarius on the second house. How am I going like to attract resources through my knowledge? Which is why all that trial and error was really good. If you look at your second house, regardless of what sign it's in, it's going to let you know how you attract resources in. One of the resources we attract in is money. But in order to do that, you have to massage your self esteem and understand your worth and your value. I don't want to hear that, but I have Saturn there, or I have Pluto there. If you have Saturn in the second house, you are masterful at creating systems to earn income. If you have Pluto in the second house, you are able, you are like the MacGyver of finances, okay? You are resilient AF, if you have that needle placement, okay? I wanna hear it, okay? Stop listening to the people who constantly tell you a hard luck story through astrology and give you reasons to not ever, ever try something new and understand your value. Oh, well, I I have these planets there, so I'm screwed. I'm not even going to bother. That is self-oppression. Don't do it. Okay. Can that interpretation be true? Yeah, if you let it. If you let it. It doesn't have to be true. There's another way that energy expresses. Does it... Does it automatically change the minute you get told that? Like, is it going to? Is there going to be a magic shift after listening to this podcast? Probably not. It takes a minute to repolarize that energy, energy, or to, you know, give it some CPR in the right direction. It takes time and practice. I know everybody wants just to add water, all a la peanut butter sandwiches. We've got magic, but. Sometimes things take time. That's just that's just how it is. That doesn't have to take that long. Right? One of the first things you've got to shift though is your mindset. You've got to believe, like, okay, I missed that opportunity, but did I miss it for good? I don't know. Let me explore that. That is also a Jupiterian theme. Let me explore it. Let me go find out. Maybe I can get this done. Maybe I can give another shot at it, right? Maybe I can try again. Just like you didn't walk the first time you tried as a baby, right? You took a step, you fell on your butt. You took a step, you fell on your butt. You crawled for a minute because it felt safer and then you tried it again. Look at you, you're doing it. All right. Oh, there's a Malcolm. Shaking it off. Be like Malcolm. Shake it off. I put in the horoscope planner some ways you can get ready for winter. I would use this retrograde period very much so to get ready for winter because it's going to be an interesting one. Is it gonna be a cold one? Yeah, well, northeast of the Rockies, probably. Southeast is probably gonna be weird weather. It might, it might dip down. Texas, man, I'd be getting ready now. I think you're gonna start getting some strange weather starting, maybe even late October. Um, I don't think you're gonna freeze necessarily in late October, but I think it's gonna be weird, right? And it's going to be wet and strange and humid in the southwest. I think we're going to get more of what we've been seeing. Even though it is monsoon season, I I think it'll be protracted. There's lots of things to be on the lookout for. And with Mars in Libra, we will see more strange weather brewing. It's just going to either bring in high winds or move in storm fronts. That cycle, it's going to be strange, especially towards, you know, after the equinox, around the equinox, after the equinox, and into that full moon. So use Jupiter to find missed opportunities. All right. I don't want to run out of my recording time here on the Spotify for podcasters app, uh, which is pretty convenient to use, but I can record in 30 minute segments here on the browser. It's just easier for me to record this way. When I use zoom, it's just like all one thing, which you get in your, um, patron only podcast is it's a little different audio file. That's why there's no music under it because I record it after I record the podcast and it's 2 13 AM right now. So let me get to some patron shout outs and uh, don't not listen. There's good stuff in there too. And then we'll talk about Trump in the spring of 2024 and we'll do some astrology Q and a at the end. Oh, you know what that sound is. Oh, as always, my eternal gratitude goes to those of you who stay with me as patrons. Big thanks. I love you all. Let's see. I always announce our brand new patrons. Um, If I haven't announced you, it's because you've been with me for a while. But know that you are in my heart forever. So we've got Juliana Marguerite. We've got another Marguerite. We've got Kristen, Paula, Christy, Nancy, Angela, Gabriella, Emily, Jessica, Katrina, Lene, Sarah, Alma, Deborah, Marilyn, CM, and Vivian. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So don't forget, um, you still have time to upgrade to the Planet of the Month Club or join if you're not a patron. We are looking at Chiron. We are looking at Chiron on Saturday, September 9th at 11 a.m. That is going to be a really, really good workshop guys I've already assigned the reading material now you get the Chiron guide if you're a patron already and if you haven't read through my ebook you really really should um, because it really helps put Chiron into perspective but I'll, I'm going to dig a little deeper as well in the workshop and I think you'll find that fun it'll keep us active and engaged all through September <laughs> and then uh, then we move forward move forward in October with Uranus. How how appropriate for spooky season. So remember, you get special discounts on the Saturn workshop beyond the Saturn return, the Saturn cycle, understanding life cycles. You don't have to understand a lot about, uh, about astrology to get a lot out of this class coming up. We're talking about the seven-year increments of the Saturn cycle patrons get different discounts depending on your tier from the 5 to 22 tier I believe in Monday. don't quote me on this go check in patreon if you'll know you'll see the announcement in your tiers go through the posts all right they're, they're from last week so or the week before anyway go look go look I'm the absent-minded Professor Mercurius retrograde go check it out it's big savings, big savings. Um, I think it's Planet of the Month Club, and uh, get the course for thirty-three bucks. You know, and uh, the tiers from the horoscopes to Mystery School, I believe, get get it for a hundred bucks off. hundred bucks, so it's only seventy-seven dollars. Well worth it, my friends. Um, and then. Uh, yeah. alrighty guys you also have your labor day savings so make sure you take use of those as well go into the Patreon to get those alright <clears throat> coming up next we're going to talk about Donald Trump's misfortune of being a turkey and not taking that January trial date uh, cause uh, they ain't nothing good for him this spring you listening thank you for listening to Auntie Lori and if you're a little or a big little a kid who listens to the podcast I want to thank you too I hope you find it interesting I try to be very mindful that you're listening and I hope you enjoy it I hope you have things you get to think about, to know that you always have time to decide who you are and you get to learn and grow and mistakes are part of life and not to be too hard on yourself. It's important to be kind to yourself, right? Important to be kind. It's okay to be frustrated, that's normal. But the very best thing you can do to make the world a better place is to be kinder to yourself. Yeah, And that doesn't always mean we get our way. And it doesn't always mean things work out. We still spill our milk or drop our popsicles or the dog eats our cake. Things like that. That still happens. Sometimes those are just bumpy and crunchy times. But it's okay to take a second, take a step back and go, well, bummer. That wasn't very fun, but I have a chance to do things a little differently next time. And maybe think about how, how you might approach something differently. Right? I learned not to run carrying my popsicles when they were melting. Because they slid off and they fell and the dog did eat them. I was about Six. So I learned to stand kind of still and in the shade. It was a good move. Sometimes things don't go our way, but sometimes they do. So just because you spilled your milk that day or you tripped over a tree branch or you got in trouble, it doesn't mean the whole day is awful. You can take a breath, a nice deep breath, take an exhale. And you can even shake it off, just like Malcolm does. You know Malcolm, my dog. Sometimes he bonks his head because he gets really focused on trying to find a fly. and chase, He chases flies. And then he just kind of looks out and he shakes it, shakes it off and goes on about doing what he was doing next. And he gives the rest of the day a good shot. He takes he takes another try at things. <laughs> it's important to give yourself a chance. And try again. In a better way. Being kind to yourself and other people. I hope you have a really good day today, guys. Thanks for listening to Auntie Laurie. Wouldn't the world be a better place if we were all just a little kinder to ourselves? We wouldn't need to do dominance and control. I'm not convinced it is the default setting for humans. I think we've enculturated it <sighs> so that people think that might makes right. i watching the debacle a burning man and i'll talk a little bit more about that at the end of the podcast and you know i'm betting there's a whole lot of people there who wouldn't be trumpers and would think they'd have nothing in common with him and yet they're single-minded i want to do it it's my right i want to is the very same attitude that good old donnie has it's really interesting to watch that selfish, selfish attachment to, I want it. And I'm going to take it. You'd be like, Lori, how could those things have anything in common? They, they have a lot in common. A lot in common. Because it, it, that's a really fragile ecosystem. There was a warning it would rain. It was a known factor. They did it anyway. You know, because damn the consequences. They'll be tough and self-reliant or artistic and free in their expression. And now they face consequences. And some are upset that there are people saying, Well, you know, none of us are consequence-free. None of us are consequence-free. And as much as we do need to be kind to ourselves... Avarice and greed is not kindness to self or other. There are consequences to that. Uh, Speaking of consequences, good old Donnie, good old Donnie, should have taken uh, the January (laughs) trial date um, because March is not a good month for him. At all. April's even worse. I know, I know, on the app formerly known as Twitter, there are a bunch of astrologers, and even on TikTok, who keep claiming, for sure, this man will be president again, and I am holding firm with my <laughs> he will never be president again. Never. And if you're a patron, then you know, in, in past patron-only podcasts, I've said, you know, I'm not sure he'll live to see jail. Um, and I thought it was interesting that <clears throat> Tucker Carlson is already laying the groundwork, groundwork for an assassination attempt. And it was funny because I was like, I don't think he has the guts to kill himself. But and I can't remember which po- which patron only podcast I said that in. There is a couple, but I was like, you know, it almost looks like he's going to hire a hitman to do himself in. And there goes Tucker laying the groundwork. You know, in that that st- I, I heard about it. In the, yeah. And I was like, "Oh, there it is! There it is! You're getting some foreshadowing in this really poorly written play called Donald Trump's Life and the Consequences in Our Country." So, March fourth at 9:30 a.m. in Washington, D.C., Donald Trump will be starting the trial for the shenanigans and insurrection in and um, at the very least sedition in uh, Washington DC on January 6th of uh, 2021 and uh <laughs> it's probably not going to go well for him i've told you guys already and if you're patrons you already know this and i've talked about this on other podcasts he's going to lose all of his allies you know he, he doesn't end up with a single ally and it's it's um, somewhat amusing to me. It's... it's I, I get schadenfreude out of his misfortune. Um, can't help it. Don't feel bad for him. Um, because, you know, when you have consistently treated people poorly, because your self-esteem is so... truly low. I know you guys think he thinks so highly of himself, but there is something there where he's just like, I mean, I'm sure his dad was, I know he was close to him, but there's a cruelty there, an association, um, a weakness there, and it's just, um, it's not cool, you know? So hang on, I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the transits here. Trying to get to it. I know I took screenshots of those dates and times. But yeah, so good old Donnie is going to be reaping some really interesting consequences. And it's going to be weird between um, between now and then, too. But most spectacularly, and this, this cracks me up beyond anything, is... Um, <laughs> is not only is his hearing expected the last four to six weeks, but four weeks from the start is the great eclipse. Four weeks from the start is the great eclipse. And it's, it's, it's visible folks. And what have I told you about eclipses? If you're new you can go back and listen to a lot of episodes I I make an episode a week without fail. And eclipses are not malefic unless they're visible. And they're not really malefic to you as an individual, unless you've held a position of actual leadership. And, and we're talking about, you know, president, CEO, you know, but, you know, I guess maybe head of the PTA might, might be it. Um, but, you know, not always. It, it, it really seriously would be, you know, somebody who held global significance. And so <laughs> whether we like it or not, he was an elected leader and he is facing consequences. And remember, he did look at the eclipse in 2017, um, which that. That doesn't bode well either, but he, he, he's kind of in for it. So good old Donnie is dealing with some pretty serious stuff going on. So the eclipse is going to hit him in the eighth house and in his natal chart it's gonna hit him in the natal in the eighth there's a whole lot hitting him there it's just like he's got a conga line of transits hitting him in the eighth i'll go through the astrology in the patron only episode in more detail um that's right i do a part two guys and so that part two is gonna i'm gonna give you the deets on the donnie and the january 6th trial that takes place starting March fourth, and it's expected to last four to six weeks. It might last longer. The other thing we're looking at, besides the eclipse, if that was not bad enough, which by the way, it is at um, I believe it's at 17 degrees of Aries, it's or 16 and some change, I believe. Um, it's going. To, I couldn't find my chart. I'll, I'll run down the exactness in the patron only by squaring off with his Venus and his Saturn, it's squaring off with his Venus and his Saturn. Uh, cause his Saturn, um, uh, is at 23 degrees of, of cancer and Venus is at 25 of cancer. So, you know, he's having an eclipse square off It it doesn't bode well going from, you know, and he's, he'll lose. Whatever comes out in that will actually break the hold he has on a lot of the people who followed him. A lot of the people who are diehards will be shaken by testimony that comes out in this hearing. Um, Now. He's not going to lose every last one of them because, you know, that's just how it goes. But there will be a large percentage who are completely disillusioned with what he's bringing to the table in that trial. So it'll be pretty damning evidence that shows up. On top of it, on top of it, if this trial goes Um, now that will be April 8th, okay, if it makes it to April 22nd, which is a Monday, by the way, April 8th is a Monday. If it makes it to April 22nd, we have the Jupiter Uranus conjunction and that's in his ninth house applying to his 10th. And I know there's a lot of astrologers who are going to say, that'll be so good for him. No, it is not so good for him because it's going to magnify, absolutely magnify his legal issues. Jupiter going through his ninth house is not helping him. <laughs> I'll talk about that in more detail as well. Um, yeah, this you couldn't have picked a worse time. He would have been so much better off accepting the January hearing um then then moving into this now yes pluto will be in aquarius still not quite in his sixth house because the sixth house is uh at one degree it'll well it'll be touching on it and this may this is this is going to put strain on his health <clears throat> probably his cardiovascular system you know again i just don't think he's he's obviously not in great health and there's no way in hell he's two fifteen. but you keep, keep dreaming, dream on, dream on. (laughs) But, um, yeah, now what's going to happen between now and then? Yes, there are a lot of trials coming up and trial dates and, um, I don't have them all right in front of me, but I'll, I'll apprise you as we get, closer into some of it but with venus stationing direct in his 12s this is going to he's been able to hold off a little bit of things like he's got his stalling tactics they're not working great they're not going to work great coming up now that venus is direct either it doesn't help him a whole lot and with mercury retrograde in the first house you know a normal person they'd be self-reflective i don't i don't think he's all that self-reflective i don't think he's all that cognizant to be honest yeah. um, <laughs> but um he's probably going to be a hurting person coming up in uh october november it doesn't doesn't look all that great for him either. So remember, I told you his kids are going to roll over on him. He's losing every damn ally he's got, and and there's no way in hell he's going to be president again. Um, <clears throat> I don't I don't know that he'll make it through this, but um, it's certainly very interesting. And and you got to remember, you know, in 2025 you know he's gonna have Saturn you know even end of 2024 he's got Saturn moving into his eighth house That's that's not a fun transit either especially if you're an unaware honorary human being it, it can be hard enough to go through that transit you know when you're conscious you know but you can make a lot of good out of it I, I don't know that he's got that ability So there's that. Um, While I'm looking at this, let's take a look at Mitchie's chart. Because Mitch isn't doing so well. And and I've kind of talked about this on some live streams. And I know I think I talked about it in Patreon before. If I didn't, I know I've talked about it live. Um, Let me do a quick little search here. Uh, uh, Let's see. Let me go. Let's see. I'll do a little search here. I'm looking on AstroSeek. Just look up Mitch McConnell. Come on. There we go. Let's see. Can I just search the name? Oh, I do not want to seek that. I want to search by the name. Hang on a second. Mitch McConnell. All right, let's see if I can get that here. I don't think we have a birth time for him i'm not sure but let's see let's see let's see all right i hope that's um, uh, what i was looking for I'm not a fan of Astro theme, but that's the one coming up first. So let's take a look. I don't think we have a birth time for Mitch McConnell. Yeah, we don't. But his sun is at one degree Pisces, his moon is at four degrees Taurus. Um, Jupiter retrograde. Hmm not sure let's take a look at how far back jupiter is going and it's retrograde it's at 15 degrees now it may swing i don't know that it swings all the way back though let's, let's take a look it goes back to six Ooh, let's take a look i think it goes direct in january Oh, it, it definitely. Oh. No, that is not twenty twenty four. It helps too. Hello, Mercury retrograde. I see you. All right. Yeah, it stations direct right around his moon. It'll be close enough. Um, <clears throat> I think his his issues will continue to be exacerbated he has a lot of when i look at just his placements you know um and he's heading towards his jupiter return um he also ooh he's got uranus on his mars and saturn that that is not good health wise and they're coming back i think we might see more health issues with him coming up very shortly um he's he's just gonna continue to slide i mean that's kind of obvious you don't need to be an astrologer to see that he's got um you know pluto moving back in 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 january Pluto, pluto moving back into aquarius isn't gonna help and it's you know, once it's within orb of his Venus when it's in Aquarius. So that's that's some health issues as well. Um, and he's got, boy, the sun will be on his north node soon, too. So I don't know it's it's really sad that we've got, you know, and again, I'm not a fan of his. Yeah, the sun's going to be on his mark node in just a couple days. Not very long. Um, it's really sad and I'm not a fan of his. I think he's been a vile human being. Um, but it's really sad that we've got people with obvious health matters who really shouldn't be being used for political ends, like Feinstein and McConnell meant, um, you know, Feinstein was a trailblazer, you know, but to see them being used like they obviously can't make decisions like they, they can't. There's a reason we have term limits. I mean, not term limits. God, I wish we had term limits. There's a, there's a reason we have an age limit for, for running for office because people need to have a little bit of experience under their belt. They've, they need to have had, you know, some qualifications of some kind. You'd hope, I mean, obviously, MTG is an exception, Bobert, you know. Boy, did the people who wrote that constitution not fill it out enough <laughs> as far as what qualifies you. But there was a reason. We were like, hey, you kind of need to be past that sudden return. Because, by the way, quite a few of those people understood astrological timing. Um, Not all, but there were quite a few. And at the same time, so when we say, hey, when you get to a certain age, you really shouldn't be there. If you're in a cognitive decline, you really shouldn't be in an office that makes decisions for people. Nope and people will be like that's ageist and it's not ageist it's not it's not about the age it's about the cognitive ability and you do not have that same cognitive ability in general after a certain age that's why we have retirement ages and the the whole goal is you work during your working life and then you have the quieter time of life or the time you're doing other things that you enjoy that many people. I mean, the report that came out, there was, there was a leak that there are so many people in Congress. Okay. Both the house and the Senate on dementia medication. (laughs) Ah, um, that should not be okay because that means they're actually not making the decisions. So it begs a question. And this is the question we don't hear. We keep hearing, Oh, at their age, should they? And it's like, no, no, who, why are we not hearing who is making the decisions then if they cannot make a decision because they have dementia, who is, who is it? Is it the lobbyists? Yeah, you know, obviously. Um, who, who is making that decision um, is not good. It's not good at all. So, yeah, I think we're going to see more health issues. um, But I think, I I think, you know, between now and January, Mitch is in for it. He's he's in for one health. It's just, he's going to keep sliding. And he's probably been having a lot of things go on for quite some time. And it just wasn't publicized. You know, I mean, remember his black hand? Mm Mm-hmm. He's more than just another evil villain, my friends. Uh, but, you know, regardless of a party, there, there's too many people who, when, cannot make relevant decisions about where we're at. And, and before you say what about Biden, I, I think Biden's too old to be in office, too. And while we're looking, I, I'm concerned about his health. Uh, he's made it through some pretty gnarly transits, I'm not going to lie. Um, let me let me get at Biden's chart. Uh let's see. Yeah. He's he's made it through some pretty gnarly stuff, but I I ugh. and again, I'm not I'm not an entirely huge fan of of Biden. Um he he was the better alternative you know, um, and looking at the Republican slate, sadly, still is. Um, I, I don't think he's long for this world either. He too has a Taurus moon. Now he's he's made it through the stress to his moon. Um. I'm just looking yeah, he's got he's got Uranus opposite his mercury. Um, I'm amazed he doesn't misspeak more often. and he's gonna have Uranus next year. oh God, please tell me that's not during the election. I really want him to at least make it to inauguration Day. because remember we're we're in a constitutional crisis. Yeah, so you know, don't think we're not. We, we already are. Um, let's see. 2024. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. This is nuts. Mm-mm. Okay. <sighs> I think he makes it to Inauguration Day at the least. Um, so that's that's pretty good. 2025 might be... Oh, wait. 2025 would be Inauguration Day. Mm. Yeah, I think he makes it to it. A- that, that that gives me a little bit of relief it, the end of 2025 may not be so great or early 2026. There's a lot of upheaval there. And that may come from um, a, a leader passing. It could happen. Um, I don't I don't think that should be a shock to anybody you know um, Our Constitution covers that though. I don't know why people worry about like oh my God. You know, the vice president will assume, um, but we really need to make sure we've got a handle on on the house. You know, and and not just electing somebody because oh, I know this candidate. You know, they've they've always been the representative. That is not a good thing. Find a progressive candidate or somebody—not just somebody who gives mouth music, but like really look them up. And then support the people who are doing because every house seat is up, right? In In 2024. So, so that's what it looks like, guys. That's what it looks like. Um, it's a wild and wooly year. I'll, I'll be doing more of Donnie's astrology for patrons in part two. You can check that out on Patreon. That's right. Um, I'll put the link... For that in the description here hopefully i'll remember but yeah you can also search on spotify because it's available on spotify as the uh, patron only awake space podcast and so you can do you can do a little search on that it will be identifiable through the cover or all right, let's do some astrology Q and A, and and talk about um, what some people call white women spirituality, but white dudes do it too, and it's it's very much a byproduct of colonialism, even if people think they're liberal, um, and how it, it really isn't any different than some greedy person just taking what they want, and and. So we'll talk about that coming up next. All right, let's talk about it. Let's talk about what people call white spirituality or white women. It's not just women, it's men too. And (laughs) I've been in the metaphysical world for a very long time. And one of the reasons I rejected it as a teenager was because of what they called seekers or the people, you know, the the old hippies, because you'd meet some dude or chick or however they presented, and they would be wearing an African print or Native American garb and and pretending <laughs> to be something they weren't they would assume an indigenous name or a name from another culture because they were seeking and they they were taking it, it, it is a post colonial behavior and in this guise of connecting to the universe and and these people will do things like take ayahuasca and 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 is it everybody that takes ayahuasca no i'm talking about a very specific group of people um there are those who who do it properly and go to an indigenous person who that's what they do and, and that's a different story but i would i used to just run screaming from this and it made it very hard to have this calling to be in metaphysics and then trying to find good resources including the books because there'd be somebody you know the cherry key princess story, right where, where somebody's like my great-grandmother was a cherry key princess and no 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 that that wasn't it um that and even if they were if, if you weren't raised in the traditions, if you wanted to go back and learn and you were, you know, adopted in and you went through proper channels, but just by making the claim, it's just a dicey path. And I get the fascination and there's a difference between cultural exchange and cultural appropriation. Okay. And... Cultural exchange is where you have an honest exchange between people from two different cultures. And cultural appropriation is saying, I like it, I'm taking it. I want it, I'm taking it. And that is down to the dominance and control of patriarchy. And I don't care if you're a woman or a man or them. I don't care. It's not okay to just be like, I want it, I'm taking it. You know, And then at the same time going, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to become one with the universe. If if you can be one with the universe and not destroy an ecosystem, a fragile ecosystem at that, you can be one at with the universe. Just sitting in meditation. You don't have to ingest things. the idea that you have to take a psychedelic to learn empathy that's a problem that is a problem that is a problem that is not discussed enough and so i look at what's going on in burning man and i'm like this is why people don't like us this is why it's hard to hold credibility because I'm sure there's a ton of people running around talking like they know astrology. There might even be some people who are decent astrologers there because astrology isn't necessarily a spiritual practice. It can be, it can be included in them. It's, it's not inherently, it's a system of understanding a field of study, but gosh, I, I it it's just, it's so indicative. And recently I had this reminder in in the month of August, I had this reminder because I ran into the messy bun man with with no shirt on who had assumed another name and has people fawning all over them for, you know, their community vision. And the minute I met them, I, I knew, I, I just knew. And in fact, it really kind of shocked Casey because she was present with me. And she was just like, oh, you didn't like that person. I'm like, no. No, I've been around and I can feel it. And I know the drama that comes down with us, And I know that it is not a healthy or, or appropriate appropriation. And... It's sad that our own, I when I say our own Western European traditions were wiped out by the Roman Catholic Church, you know, over a thousand years ago, in a lot of cases. You know, Scandinavia was the holdout, you know, um, some of those traditions were kept alive in folk magic. You know magic itself you know doing witchcraft wasn't necessarily a religious practice but some of the old beliefs got tucked inside of there and and there are resurgences in different different groups and those walk a slippery slope too because they've been used by the alt right and have for quite some time in the 19th century it was really a kickstarter for that and so it can't make it hard. So I can't blame people for being very skeptical of those of us who are metaphysicians when you have these kinds of shenanigans. And these tend to get the press because it tends to be people who dress up in cosplay um, in some way, shape, or form because of radical self-expression. And I'm like, I'm all for self-expression. But if you're cosplaying, If you're putting on a mantle, if you're wearing a costume, are you really authentically expressing yourself or are you putting on a show? And maybe that's authentic to you. I don't know. I'm not there. I I don't know what's authentic to you, Um, but it can make it really hard for people like myself where. I like T-shirts and jeans, you know, Sometimes I like to wear leggings and a tunic. Sometimes I like to wear a velvet duster, you know, and all of my jewelry is stuff I like to wear, you know, um, I don't wear stuff. I don't like to wear. I'm I'm way too neuro to, to put on things I don't like, but I don't know. Just some, I'm just, I'm pondering this one because it's, I don't have a great answer. And people say, well, they're entitled that. But that's the entitlement. I want it. I will take it. That has got to stop. Like with climate change, it's not a joke. It's not a joke. We have got to stop screwing up the environment wherever we are and waiting for somebody else to clean it up. That's a bullshit move. Don't listen to the bad words, kids. Auntie Lori is using anti Words. But it is, it's, it's, it's frustrating. So I do judge and I think it's okay to judge. Judgment means to make a decision and, and Hey, if you're in that crowd and you're like, well, I don't want to listen to you anymore. That's okay. Feel free. I think there are ways to blend our spiritual and physical reality in ethical ways and I think we, if we're going to be mindful, I think maybe, maybe it's a good idea to do some self checks. Just saying. Just saying. Part, pardon a heavy Saturn in my chart. But it's, it's self reflection is a really good thing. So, by the way, I'm wondering how the weather is going to be tomorrow when the moon in Taurus is hanging out with Jupiter and Uranus. It should be interesting, especially as the moon is square, Venus, so I'm sure we'll get some great survival stories out of it. All right, let's get to the astrology Q&A. Alyssa asks, does having a day or night chart really matter when it comes to how certain transits will affect you? For example, I regularly see people saying a day chart will have good effects from Saturn returns, but night charts will have negative effects. Uh, I, I think that is oversimplifying matters. I, I think you're, you're probably referring to the Hellenistic, um, adherence to those things, which is very general. That that's kind of my problem with the modern use of Hellenistic interpretation is you have to remember they didn't have the math to be nuanced they got the ball rolling, I think they would have been very excited by El Buruni et al for their advancements of mathematics. Um, (laughs) But I, I think it's an oversimplification. I think every single person has their own unique experience. And speaking of Saturn, hey, I'm teaching a workshop next Sunday, the 10th on the Saturn cycle and understanding that you're not at the mercy of your Saturn return. If you address it consciously, I'm not going to say they're all easy. Everybody faces challenges. Everybody has to decide what they're doing. Everybody has to, you know, make decisions during the Saturn return and those can be difficult regardless of whether you have a day or a night chart. I I haven't noticed a significant difference between the two and I think you have to be really careful of the information you digest and and you want to make sure you're not doing a self-fulfilling prophecy. That's a good question though, Alyssa. Thank you. You ask ask a lot of good questions. To be like, wow, I asked that forever ago. But yes, patrons, get your astrology questions up. There's no stupid questions. Let's see. Uh, Carrie asks, hi, Carrie. Can astrology help us to determine the best places for us to live? Thank you. Yes, there's a couple of different ways you can do that. I think some people are familiar with astro cartography, and that was created by Jim Lewis. Um, where you have lots of different lines on a map and you can see where you, you might have better energy than others. If you've ever done a road trip or you've traveled to another country, you might've noticed you felt, physically felt different in different places. You might've been a little more outgoing somewhere. or You might have felt a little quieter and more insular somewhere else and if you take a look at your astrocartography, cartography it, it might give you a little clue into that um astro was birthed out of the very old technique of locational astrology because when you change location um and you you're there long enough it it will kind of change the house layout for your chart you always keep your natal chart that's your interior life but if you do relocate um usually it needs to be more than 100 miles um but if you do relocate it can vastly change and one of the reasons i got into locational astrology was before i ever became an astrologer i i was a pretty introverted kid i wasn't really that gregarious i mean i made friends and stuff but i was pretty shy actually growing up in oregon and when i went to england within about three months of being there i became a lot more social and when i lived in the ivory coast i was social in a different way and then when i got to bahrain i was just outright like gregarious super gregarious And i was like it was just easy I didn't have to try and, and I was like, whoa, what's up with that? So when I became an astrology student, I asked about it and I found out, oh, I can figure out how to relocate my chart, which you can do on astro.com and I believe on AstroSeek as well. And it's really interesting to see how that environment kind of changes how you interact with it because the houses show kind of how you interact with the different areas of life. And yes, even if you have no placements, you still have all 12 signs and you have 12 houses, whether there are placements in them or not, that energy is still there. And for all of you who have studied with me, now you know why. All right. Thank you so much for that question. That was a good one. I love these questions. Keep them coming. Let's see. We have Adaptable Astrology Newbie asking, uh, what does it mean if your North Node Um, 12th house for the north, 6th house for the south, Uranus in the 6th house, and Neptune in the 6th house are all identified as retrograde in a natal chart. First of all, the nodes are always retrograde. The nodes are always retrograde. Always. So they're retrograde because they're an interior theme, a reflective theme. Um, The nodes are also not planets. They're, They're calculation points. Um, Uranus and Neptune both spend almost half their time retrograde. Both Uranus and Neptune spend about five months out of every year retrograde. So it it doesn't, doesn't really mean anything horrible. Each one of those represents something a little different. So Uranus retrograde, and I'm assuming it's Capricorn, it could be Aquarius, but, um, you'd be like, how did she knows that? Oh, because we know where the planets have been. Uh, but Uranus retrograde is going to make you a little less um, disruptive in some ways. Um, you probably prefer a little more proven pathway. And you probably um, are inspired through a little more orderly process and um you might have you might have epiphanies but like you're kind of late on them like you'll have a thought it'll be a good thought but like 20 minutes later you're like oh that's what that meant um Neptune retrograde gives you clear seeing it makes you very very intuitive so it's it's Neptune direct Gives you a really strong sensing ability. Like, you'll be like, I feel these things. Whereas Neptune retrograde gives you very, very clear knowing, you know. You might second guess yourself, but once you learn to trust it, you'll be like, oh, wow. Psychic AF. So there's that. Maybe a little more grounded in reality. But what is reality, she asks. All right, um, let's see. Oh, I answered that one before. Let's get that out of the mix. We're getting the list down. I'll do some more patron only ones. I'm going to answer one more. Ah. Elisa we had Alyssa now we're looking at Elisa I was wondering if you could talk about the birth charts of animals and since it's Virgo season why not Um, for example do all puppies in a litter have the same chart since they're born so close together no no every every sign has 30 degrees 0 to 29 and every degree has 60 minutes so all of them will have taken their first breath at a different moment in time. Now, obviously the ones that are born closest together. So like, let's say if there's, you know, eight, 10 puppies in the litter. Okay. There'll be a couple that are born really close together and another couple born really close together. And then there'll be that one that came last and it might have, you know, a 20 minute difference in time to the other one the first one. And so they will have, you you know, notice they all have different personalities, but some will be more similar than others. Right, And that's because they have different charts. And remember energy expresses in a spectrum, even in animals. um, The idea that we're just finding out that animals are sentient drives me nuts because it's something I've always known animals have personalities. They are not monoliths and I don't care if it's a domesticated or a wild animal. Not every crow is going to be the same as another crow. Not every puppy is going to be the same as its litter mates. They all have different personalities and that will be expressed in the chart. But remember you need the day, the time, and the place they were born to draw an accurate chart. I don't have the time for Malcolm. I don't even really have the day. <laughs> I use the date they put on his form, but I'm like, I don't know. You found him on the street. How do you know what day he was born? But um, I know he's a Taurus. I, I think they had to be close because he's he's he acts like a Taurus, so he is not food motivated. So I'm sure he has a different moon or something or rising um all right last one. Oh, okay let's see all right i've already answered that one as well so let's get to this one and remember you guys if you're patrons please send them in sarah J asked does astrology ever change depending on location especially hemisphere i've heard you say that eclipses only have an impact where it is visible Are there other similar rules of thumb about how transits are impacted by location or whether it's night or day, or does the transit have the same impact on the entire globe? Um, that is a complex answer. So astrology itself again is a system. So I'm I'm assuming you mean by like, does the meaning differ does the interpretation differ? Um, there are certain things that need to be visible to have an impact like a comet or an eclipse those have to be visible to have the impact that people describe for that particular event those are those are celestial events transits like when mars is in libra well mars in libra impacts everybody on the planet or reflects the impact of the need, you know, or the search for justice or the search for fairness or a weighing and measuring of the need to make decisions, the, the need to collaborate, you know, the need to to work together, you know, um, that that's going to be everywhere. Now, how that manifests. So like when I'm looking at a chart, when I'm giving a prediction for the weather and I start giving directions, you know, like, OK, in the southeast, it's going to be like this. And in the northwest, it's going to be like this and in the Asia Pacific region. Those I'm not necessarily drawing charts for those regions, but I'd be even more accurate if I did. I just don't have time. So I do. I do directional um, and, and it's a little complex to explain here on the podcast, but um, it, it'll vary. It's not so much the day or the night chart. It, it, it's directional. There, there's a whole lot of things. So there there are no rules of thumb in that. There's some really complex calculations we do to look at it, um, but it's, I, I honestly am not a big fan of the, it's a day chart, it's a night chart, and this will be malefic if that's happening. I, I think you have to remember when the Greeks were coming up with this, they didn't have a wide expanse of travel. They, they didn't, you know, they hadn't circumnavigated the globe. And so, and they hadn't done it north to south even. I don't think there's been enough research on on how things work in the southern hemisphere as far as astrology goes. Um, But I was taught by an Australian gentleman. He was my first teacher, good old William. And we had discussions around that and it seemed that it was bearing out regardless of, of north or south when it came to global transits. It just, obviously, you have a different climate. Obviously, you have, so there's going to be things within a theme that arrives. If that makes sense. But I hope that answered the question really well. Uh, For more astrology Q&A and even more details about good old Donnie, you can go to the Patreon forward slash The Awake Space. And check out the patron-only podcast, or you can hear it here on Spotify. I'm Laurie Rivers, mm-hmm. and it's always it's a pleasure speaking with you.